Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle, and you know us. We're that people dashboard company that's helping all of you HR and people leaders out there get rid of the manual, tedious, and time-consuming process you call HR reporting. That's right. We know that every time you want to understand all the metrics and data and all the information about all your employees, you typically log into a bunch of different systems, your HRIS, payroll system, ATS, engagement, performance, and you're tired of that process and always thinking there has to be a better way. Well, look no further. That's because Employee Cycle built your people dashboard that has pre-built connectors to all the most popular HR systems out there. HR systems like Bamboo HR, Namely, Paylocity, Trinet, Greenhouse, 15.5, Lattice, too many for me to count. You simply connect your systems to the people dashboard and it automatically pulls in all your data to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. Go to EmployeeCycle.com to check it out and get a demo so you can learn how you can become smarter, faster, and more data-driven today. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest on the show. So please help me welcome Ed Welsh. He's the Chief People Officer at Atticus Franchise Group. And today we're discussing why your company mission should drive your workforce strategy. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Awesome. So, Ed, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't planning on being in HR, probably like most people. Um, So I uh, went to Fordham um, up in New York. So I was uh, wanting to be a journalist, actually a broadcast journalist. And um, one of my internships had brought me into the world of Time Warner. um, And I had the incredible opportunity of doing um, a rotation in, in a couple of different departments. And one of the departments I got an opportunity to work in was the HR, specifically recruiting department, and really liked the work uh, that I was doing. And, you know, quite selfishly, when I found out that uh, I, or when I figured out that I was probably going to have to leave New York to go start a journalism career, you know, as a 21-year-old New Yorker, the last thing you want to do is leave New York. I decided that I was going to pursue the uh, second thing that I really liked, which was the HR and recruiting world. And that's how I ended up in uh, in HR and actually um, started my career within the Time Warner organization. Awesome. Thanks for that background context. So, Ed, today we're talking about why your company mission should drive your workforce strategy, why it should drive all the things you do to lead and navigate your your employee base. So to level set, let's first talk about what is a company mission so that we're on the same page? What does that mean to you? Yeah. So, you know, for me, a company mission is, you know, really what you're setting out to do. It's, you know, it is the, it's your, it's the, the goal. It's what you're looking to accomplish. It is the, you know, the reason you're showing up every day. Um, and, you know, I, I think that a mission alone 
is really important. I think coupled with your your vision and values and purpose is really, really key. But the, the mission is really what's going to um, ground you and what you're looking to accomplish. And I think it's really important for everyone in the organization to be aligned on what you want to accomplish. I don't think it needs to be a secret. Um, I think you need to get everyone on the same page. You know, it's funny. If you go to any small business program or even when you're getting your MBA, one of the first things they always tell you is that when you create a company, you have to write down your vision, your mission, and your values. Yeah. And one of the things that I always thought was interesting is that the mission and the vision almost sound the same and feel the same. So without going too deep down this rabbit hole, I am curious, what do you believe is the difference between a company mission and a company vision? So to me, the vision, and, and I get this all the time, I mean, we, I train on mission and vision and purpose and values uh, on a regular basis, uh, especially as we are uh, here at Atticus really rolling it out and introducing it uh, to our organization. And to me, mission is, um, is, is going to evolve over time. And mission is going to change as the company um, evolves and grows and changes. Whereas your vision is, you know, really going to be pretty solid. Your vision is really that long-term what you stand for. Um, and so to me, vision is long-term, not necessarily aspirational, but long-term um, what, uh, what you really are putting sort of your stake in the ground as. And mission is what you're looking to accomplish. And I think sometimes what you're looking to accomplish is going to change as you as you evolve, whereas the vision of what you stand for and that stake in the ground probably isn't going to change, at least not that drastically over time. So I want to put you on the spot here. What is your company vision? And then what is your company mission? Yeah. So, um, so, you know, it's funny, we, our vision and mission, um, for us, um, we decided to not have the vision, um, yet, um, or at least to, we, we decided to focus on purpose. And so what we have is a purpose, a mission, and then our core values. And so our company, um, our company purpose is to serve people. Wow. Um, and it's, it's mainly because of the types of businesses that we're in. And so we are a service business. We are a private equity that owns and operates on the franchise side of, of the business. So um, we have service businesses where we service clients or on the restaurant side, health and wellness side. Um, and we believe that service people grounded in servant leadership is really key. So uh, our our purpose, you could probably make a case, is really tied into what our vision is, which is about serving people well. Our mission is to create something special, meaningful, and unique. And the way we do that is by having fun, taking risks, and no red tape. Um, and so we look at those two pieces as the, the two sort of pillars. And then we round it out with our core values. Nice. So with that company mission... How does that relate to your workforce strategy? And if we could just pick two or three areas of your workforce strategy, whether it's you know, diversity or growth or engagement or culture or whatever it is, how do how do some of those directly relate and correlate to the mission? Because I think that a lot of HR leaders have a hard time figuring out how to pair the two. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I, I absolutely agree. I think that, you know, one of the things that 
I said as I as I joined the company um, about a year and a half ago, and we went on this journey of you know really creating our um, our our purpose and and the mission already existed when I joined. We sort of tweaked it a little bit, and our core values uh, existed when I joined, and we tweaked them a little bit. Um, but one of the things that I said when I joined was, I just don't think they should be a sign by the elevator or you know a sign on the wall. I think there are things that we really need to be able to bring to life. And so you know when we look at um, our our mission and we look at you know our talent acquisition, so how do we set ourselves apart? What are we going to do that's different? And so you know one of the businesses that we operate in is massage envy and so you know on our massage envy side is a very competitive business especially as we're recruiting massage therapists um, to to serve the customers and without our massage therapists we don't have uh, we don't have a business and so you know what are we doing to stay competitive to be really special why should people choose Atticus and so you know we have to go out and we have to make sure that we understand competitively why people are going to choose. We have to go out and out. we have to do an engagement survey. We actually just came off of our annual engagement survey, um, our second annual engagement survey uh, just a couple of weeks ago. We're now analyzing all of the data and, you know, a big believer that we are going to go out and share the, the information with the team. And then we're going to base our strategy for 2021 off of the information from the engagement survey. And we're going to make the recommendations that are going to, um, that we're going to, that we've heard from our team members to help set uh, our, our strategy as far as, you know, when we think about recognition, what's important to them. We could sit here in the office all day long and come up with recognition strategies. We could sit here all day long and come up with the best way to communicate. We could, you know, come up with the best way to set up incentives. But for us, what's really important is that we're doing what makes sense to them. And so a great example is last year, um, obviously, a lot happened last year. You know, we we did our results. Uh, we, we shared our results right as we came off, uh, right as we were getting um, going into COVID, unfortunately. But one of the things that we heard was around our incentive program, and we made some pretty big shifts to our incentive program for our massage therapists and our our estheticians based on what they were specifically telling us. Um, and so that is our, our primary goal around how we bring it to life is to make sure that. You know, we are um, listening to them. We are making it, um, we're making it connected to them and we're showing that we're taking action. So that way they're, they're starting to build that trust that it's not just some random survey that they're going to take. And so, you know, we are about taking action and, you know, we're about making this a place where, you know, they feel that everything that they're, they're doing is going to be meaningful. And, you know, the survey is just one small example of that. That's pretty interesting. So a question that I have related to that is, should all the employees know the company mission? And what I mean by that is, if you went up and asked any one of your employees at, you know, Atticus Franchise Group, the mission, do you believe and would you expect for everyone to know the mission word for word? Or do you think that they would give some type of related mission that sounds like it, but maybe their own interpretation? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, I'd love to say that I, uh, that everyone should know it and, um, and, you know, we, they can go in and recite it. I think the reality is that, you know, for me is, I, I think that 
I want people to understand the essence of it. I would love people to understand it. And, you know, we're still rolling it out here. So I don't think that, you know, uh, outside of our corporate uh, team and then maybe our managers in our, each of our locations and above, um, that the teams necessarily would, would know it in great detail. But to me, it's more important that they understand the essence of it and they understand uh, what we are, what we are doing and less about that they've got it um, rehearsed. Because, you know, if they have it rehearsed and it just feels a little bit like a dog and pony show, to me, I want to make sure that they know and that they can reiterate it back in their own words and tell us um, what it means to them, but still that, you know, and I, I use the word essence because I think that's really an important term, then that to me is really important. And that to me is what I think shows that it is resonating with people um, versus then just repeating it back because anyone can, anyone can learn a script, whether or not someone can really relate it to what it means to them, I think is what makes it special. Understanding that a workforce strategy and a people strategy can't just be executed in a silo by the HR, but it's really a holistic effort of executive leadership and all the department managers and people managers in the company. What are the expectations of everyone to always remember to lead with the mission as they're coming up with their own strategies for managing people? And how, and how would you advise HR leaders who are listening to make sure that the mission is aligned with the strategy across the entire company? Yeah. And, you know, I think this is an important point because I, I don't believe it's our job as, as HR leaders to build the mission, the purpose, the values in a silo. Um, I believe that we have to do this in partnership with the business leaders, with our, with the executive team. And so, you know, to give a real life example of how we actually built it here at Atticus to make sure that we had the right buy-in is we, we actually did, uh, we did, um, feedback sessions. We actually brought teams here in the, in the corporate office together. And, you know, when we first started talking about our vision, um, you know, we, we did more focus groups. We brought everyone together and we talked about it. Um, so we didn't come up with this in a silo. This was absolutely a company effort um, to come up and, and get to a place where we were really soliciting and understanding sort of how everyone was getting bought into it. I think it's our role um, and our duty and responsibility as HR leaders to make sure that, you know, that we are living by and helping our leaders live by the, the values and the mission of the organization every day. Um, I think the minute that we start to stray away from the vision and mission of an organization, I think is when we start to lose the credibility of, of the idea that we are looking to drive and grow a business so that we are looking to, you know, have something that is bigger than today. Um, and I think that it's really important that we remind leaders, you know, as much as we can, that, uh, how we get them grounded in, in the mission. I, I bring it up in, in a lot of conversations. There is not one training. There is not one company meeting. There is not one, um, one process that starts without us revisiting our, um, our mission, our purpose and our, um, and our core values. You know, we have, we have brand leaders for each of our, uh, each of our businesses. Um, and, you know, just to sort of 
circle back onto our massage envy business. I know our brand president on the massage envy business, uh, he has a, a monthly call with all of our massage envy clinic managers and above. Um, and every call that he has with them, he starts with the mission, the purpose and, um, and our values. And actually to the point where, you know, he will, will solicit feedback from people about what's important to them and what values are even resonating with them for that month. So um, I think it's really important that we, we keep people grounded in it um, on a regular basis. How would you recommend and advise our audience to do a gut check to see if, in fact, their workforce strategy is led by the mission? Are there some things that you can do to test to see if mission is actually embedded and internalized into the workforce strategy? Or is it something that you just have to keep doing over and over and over again to just hope that it's actually directing the overall strategy? Yeah, I think it's going to be in the overall strategy because there's plenty of stuff that, that we have to do as, as leaders, not even just HR leaders, but as leaders, because I, I believe that as HR leaders, we're business leaders first with an HR expertise. And so as business leaders, there are plenty of things that we have to do that I'm sure people could hold a mirror up to us and say, how are you going to say that aligns to the mission? And I'm not saying that it's, it's, opposite of our mission. I'm just saying that, you know, we have to look at the overall arching, our arching goal of what we're, we're trying to accomplish. Um, but there's plenty of stuff in our day to day that we're going to have to accomplish that, you know, of course, if we roll it up, we're going to be able to tie it back to um, the, the mission and the vision that we're looking to accomplish. But I think that overall, we just have to make sure that the totality of what we're marching towards is aligned to the mission. And I think we have to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves um, as leaders before we're coaching others that our strategies are aligned to it. So when we're giving coaching that, you know, we're, we're, we're holding ourselves to the same bar we're holding other leaders to. Got it. And then the last question that I want to ask, if there was one thing that you would want everyone listening to this interview to remember, what would that be? So I think that it's important that mission is is not I, I think it's important that mission is not a bunch of buzzwords. And I think it's important that mission is is based in reality. And I think all of us have examples of companies that have had mission that are that are so out of out of sight that people just don't align to it i think it's important that in order to get people bought in and want to be part of it people have choices people can decide what they want to be part of and having a mission is really important to a workforce and and i think it's really important to why people choose where they're going to work that that we make sure that it's a mission that is relatable and that is true to what we're looking to accomplish and that uh, and that we check in every once in a while to make sure that the mission is still aligned to where the organization is going and that it's not outdated. If we have the same mission in 10 years, it's probably going to be outdated and that, that, that we need to just check in with ourselves. Ed, thanks so much for tackling such an important topic since mission and aligning it with workforce strategy and overall business outcomes is such an important thing for our audience to think about. And so really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about it and just overall being a great podcast guest. So thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead. Thanks, Bruce. It was great being on. Sure. So Ed, where can people find you and Atticus Franchise Group online? 
Yeah, so you can find us at uh, www.atticusfranchise.com. Um, we are also on LinkedIn. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn as well. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we are in our Atticus Franchise Group is a growing business based here in Atlanta. Um, right now we're operating uh, Massage Envy Wingstop and Mako franchise uh, businesses, and uh, we're growing and expecting a really exciting year here in 2021. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So if you enjoyed this episode as much as Ed and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes because it shows that we're creating great content. Also, if this is your very first time listening to one of our interviews, but now you're hungry for more episodes, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast players. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.